Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. E.D. Yo. Dude, did you see what the Panthers gave up for Sam Darnold? Did you, did you, did you see it? Do you really call that giving up anything? Exactly. My point exactly. This is the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. A lot to get to on this show. Uh, obviously, the Niners are uh, still slated in that number three position. Looks like they're going to take a quarterback. We'll dive into that a little bit. Uh, Sam Darnold, we talked about him a lot on this show. Uh, He's no longer an option for the 49ers, but could there be another option for the 49ers on the horizon as a result of this trade? We'll get into that. Also, the return of Real Thing or Not. We'll get into a little Real Thing or Not as well. But, of course, we always want to remind you, to get involved with the show, we're located, you know, on Twitter. You can hit us up. I'm at R Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. Make sure you continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcasts. Um, and make sure you give us a shout out, right? If there's a like button, go ahead and hit that like button. You know, whatever it is. If it means good, just just do it, right? And if yeah, it, if yeah. it, and if it doesn't, then you know we we welcome you know haters as well. Um, well stop it! Stop it. <laughs> stop it! We of course we're always presented by uh, Bet Online, and uh, I know this pains you, Ed, um, just as much as it pains me. The college basketball <laughs> season has come to an end. Man, it's always oh, a bittersweet. No. It's always a bittersweet moment uh, for it me. But we had we yeah we had it was a very very good game uh you know on the on the women's side the final four was we had we had a great semifinal on the men's side between UCLA and Gonzaga uh, championship game really not so much didn't really live up to the hype so the, the the college basketball season has come and gone but after a year off the, it was the return of March Madness and it was fantastic you know a lot of people call this uh Jim Nance week you know the famed broadcaster from 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 CBS because he does he does he does the NCAA tournament Final Four right, and then he he goes straight mm-hmm. from wherever the Final Four is, straight to Augusta, Georgia, Georgia the home the of the Masters, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, bet online the, the <laughs> fastest and easiest way to bet on all your action. We're talking about the Masters; it's here. It's Masters Week. Obviously, bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, one place I would like to go to is I'm not a big golf guy, but I would I would love to go to uh to the Masters at at, at some point. Anyways, um, at, 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 this is at Have you ever been to Pebble Beach. Never been to Pebble Beach. Never. Yeah, I ne- no, I've never been. You. I've never been anywhere. No. I- <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Well, well, you, you, if you're gonna do the the, the trek, you definitely. That Augusta is one thing, just because of you know the history and the aura of it. There is there isn't a golf course on. Uh, there's not a, there's not a golf course in this country, prettier, 
than Pebble Beach. Than Pebble Beach. Yeah. And, uh, it's 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 beautiful. One of my old, anyway. yeah, one of my old bosses uh lived and worked up there uh you know while you know growing up as a kid. So he, mm-hmm. he told told me a bunch of stories. Um at times this is going to seem like a believe in the Masters pod at other times it may seem like <laughs> a believe in uh Panthers uh pod just because of uh, so much that that we have to get into um here today but uh you know just you know keep 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 rolling with us um here we go sam darnold um panthers picked him up he go yes so very very interesting to me i I don't know that i ever bought the whole like you know we're going to keep both quarterbacks thing coming from the jets because that just didn't make sense right you got a young guy in darnold and then you're going to bring in a new guy so you're going to have the young guy kind of train the new guy to take over his job. And, I, I and just, they're the same age. Yeah, yeah. And they're the same age, right? So I just – yeah, I, I didn't see that working. But they gave up a sixth and then uh, this year and then a two and a four the year following. And a lot of people say they overpaid for Sam Donald, right? Like I know that's, when, that's, when, when wow. we when we talked, I was thinking, all right, maybe you give up a three and in this year's draft mm-hmm. and, and that's it. Um, and that's not based on talent. That's based on because he's been in the league because of performance. Production. Yeah, you absolutely. Production. You can do that, and it's not all his fault. But at the end of the day, he's been the quarterback losing games, so that lowers the price. That's why the, the Niners are saying we'll put a first-rounder on Jimmy. We got him for a two, but you can have him for a one because of production, performance. Yeah. But, but even if the Panthers overpaid for Darnold, and this just brings me back to they my did. whole point of I don't I'm not sure that they they did either, but um, actually you know what my first initial reaction was wow like they got all my first reaction was like wow they just got all that for Darnold so I, I was a little I was a little surprised not I can't lie about that but all that a three yeah a six and a three what well, it would a, 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 si- a, a six a, a six a, a six and then a two and a four next year. Um, a six, a two, and a four. There's not a there's not a six round quarterback that has the talent of Donald. No, there's absolutely not. A second not. round or a fourth rounder. We're talking about a quarterback. Yeah, but I, <laughs> so, but but, yeah, depend, but I, just just based on like everything that that we had been hearing, I was surprised that the Jets were able to get that that much back, if you will. It really was the two that stuck out to me. I was like, wow, they got a two because I kind of you know I kind of. You know, I hold those twos in, in high regard. I feel like there's a lot of gems, you know, at in the two. I'm talking to one of them. I talk to one of them every yeah. week, right? So should have been a one, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little I'm a little biased as far as that goes. But even with that said, even even with that being the price tag, that just goes back to my whole point about you without moving up, without getting into this three spot, you could have you could have got Darnold for a whole lot cheaper. Is, okay. is 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 my is my whole point, and so I think that that's kind of kind of where I where I sit on it, because I'm like, do you really? Because because all the talk right now really is about Mac Jones, right? So I'm like, you you really just gave like you swapped ones, obviously, and you gave up two other ones and a three for a Jimmy Light. Um, if that's going to be the case, like I I just I I'm not feeling it. Uh, well. It- this number okay so now let's go back to sam Darnold. we'll go back to that and what the panthers did and the panthers went out and they got their guy at the price that they wanted for their guy obviously that was their they were happy with the with the um cost um they were happy with the price because they they closed the deal they paid the bill which means that they were happy with it to me what that shows me about the 49ers is that the 49ers didn't 
they weren't in love with him. Um, did they like him? Probably. But what have I said before? And that's the whole thing I'm saying about the draft right now. You, you can't like two quarterbacks. You can't. If you got a guy that you like and you, you can go get a guy you love and move on. That's what the Jets decided to do. The Jets decided to go out. So obviously there's a quarterback in this draft that they love. Doesn't, doesn't mean that they don't like Sam Darnold or his talent, but there's a guy that they have an opportunity because of the position that they find themselves in that they love. Obviously, they are going to draft a quarterback because they got rid of their starting quarterback. The, the Niners didn't love, and we see what the price tag was. I'm sure they checked on that price tag, and they were like, okay, we like him because that wouldn't have killed the Niners, That that what, what the Panthers just paid. Uh, but they obviously weren't in love with his skill set. So, Mac Jones, Fields, Wilson, Lance, any of the guys, I'm still there. You better love the guy that you draft. You better love him. I don't care. You know me, man. I, I don't care. I'm, I am going to – I can give my opinions about guys and look at them and see these things, but the guys that end up in the colors – are the ones that I care about and I'm going to root for because they are on the team. These are the ones that I have to root for. I am going to take that these, I'm going to believe that these um, talent evaluators, and before the pod, we were talking about that. Remember, at number three, you have to realize that. That was a great pod before the pod, by the way. I, I hate to you, ruin it for y'all, but. I yeah, mean, we, we really, <laughs> we talk, guys, we, we literally talked 45 minutes before we started it. Um, but one of the things I was I was saying throughout that is that you this is what you got to think about at the number three position. It's not just everyone is like locked in on which quarterback you're going to get. Um, but look at it this way. When you start talking the top, five picks of the draft the smartest talent evaluators of football players on planet earth are saying that these are the best the best not just position wise but these are the best football players coming out potentially this year these these are the best these are guys top five these are guys that we have evaluated everybody have we've evaluated these guys and said that these guys have hall of fame potential so all i'm saying is that that spot be right and whoever the niners draft i'm going to look at and hope that they are right about the guy now there are guys that i look at and i can say the talent to me this guy, because of what he's done, he, potentially he could remember this is all potential. And I just kind of look at it this way. The guys that if you, if you know, you've heard me say this, man, if, if a guy was good in high school, he's probably going to be good uh, in college. If he was good in college, he's probably going to be good um, in the pros. And if, I, and if I'm looking at the guys coming out the exact same years, I can I can go back and track who who was the best player in the eighth grade. Who was the best player in the 12th grade? Who was the best player his sophomore, junior, senior year in college? Who did they play against? How did they perform? And the guy who was better is probably going to continue to be better. But now, there are always outliers. You know, there are always outliers. You have a guy like me who was 
you know, who was 5'5", 140 pounds when he was 18. Uh, so, you know, and I grew and I kept growing. Uh, but for the most part, the guys that that were good when when we were and, and even, I was small, I was good, but I was small. Uh, but the guys that were good when I was coming up in high school, that I played against the really good players, I played against those guys later on in the pros. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's just the way it is. Well, so, yeah, that's that's the whole Trevor Lawrence thing, right? I think from the moment he stepped on campus, he yes. was supposed to be the guy, right? And, and if you – and he was, and, and and he was right, and and he's been this predestined number one pick, you know, in this draft. And if you go back to, if you study recruiting, you go back to the the rankings and all that, um, you know, two four seven, who's the the kind of one of the the top you uh-huh. know re- recruiting uh sites out there, they 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 have their their formulas or whatever their grades. Now he's he was graded as like the highest recruit ever. Um, you know, I, I talked to a guy yeah. who, who works over there, and he said, you know, Lawrence was the highest, the highest grade he he he's ever get he's ever given the highest grade the site has ever given went to Trevor Lawrence. So everybody kind of knew that he was going to be this guy, and and he's lived up to those expectations, which is why like we really haven't heard heard a peep from the Jaguars, or there's there hasn't been any controversy surrounding that number one pick. It's pretty much like okay, it's going to be Lawrence, and now who else is there going to be? Uh, you know, after him. And that, that, that's exactly. where the kind of the, the, the discussion starts at, at two, more or less. And now, and so so look at this, and this is what I'm saying about that pick, that selection right there. And and this is this is kind of the way you look at the things from a GM standpoint. And I I personally believe everyone, everyone said, well, if this is Shanahan's pick and Shanahan runs the organization, I don't believe that. I truly don't believe that. I was asked this question point blank. Who do I think has the final say? I think it's John Lynch. I think the GM has this. I, I know what's really written in the I do. I, I think John Lynch has the final say. I think no he, I think. He, Wait, hold, think hold, hold that. Hold that thought one second. Hold that thought one second. For okay. we, we're going to get into. I want you to pick this back up. But first, let's get into into Sunday scaries. The, the reason I can get into Sunday scaries and the reason I have so many um, opinions right now, and don't I sound chipper right now? You actually, that, uh, you sound very chipper, actually, like like the chippiest, I, actually. Okay, I, I'll tell you, it's because of it's because of Sunday scaries. I, I normally, I, I'm a guy. I did, I don't get a lot of sleep. I don't sleep well at night. I don't. I, I sleep in spurts before I, I. I don't really sleep a whole lot. Or I'll sleep, you know, a couple hours and I wake up and then, you know, you fall back to sleep and you're sitting, you find yourself staring at the at the ceiling. And if you want to stop that, you know, I'm always looking for a way to get out of that and just get everything together. I, I don't. But Sunday scary is something that you can take and boom, the moment your head hits the pillow, you're out. Your mind stops racing. You don't have to worry about counting sheep. Counting um, footballs, counting touchdowns. Not you fun. don't have to worry about it. It's not fun. It's not fun. And Sunday Scaries is something that I found, and this is a product that is specifically designed for overthinkers, night owls, those that just have so much going on in their mind that they cannot get it done. This is it's a CBD gummy that can help you decompress. It'll clear your head, and you will fall asleep, and you will actually wake up like I just said, chipper, a functioning human being that the world is happy to see when you walk in through the door. Uh, so there's a no risk, understand, no risk 
to buy this product. The company offers a 100% lifetime money-back guarantee. Lifetime guarantee. Lifetime. So at any Lifetime. I don't know if that's the life of the Sunday Scaries or your life, but either way, <laughs> if you decide that you don't want it, you get your money back because Sunday Scaries is in the business of stress relief, not stressing you out. So money back guarantee. And we got you right here at the Believe in 49ers podcast. You can get 25% off if you visit sundayscaries.com and use the promo code Davis for your discount. That's promo code D-A-V-I-S. You guys know how to spell it for 25% off of Sunday Scaries. That's sundayscaries.com. They are effing amazing, and you will not regret joining our squad. He said effing, y'all. I didn't even know we could I, say effing on the pod. You know, uh, who said effing? Aaron Rodgers said effing, and people were like, whoa, can you say effing? I think he said it on TV the other day. They were talking about Jeopardy. Yeah, you can You can say effing. You know, I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm just not a big profanity guy. You, you, it's, I use it when it's necessary. Yeah. Because, um, like, in a locker room, there are certain ways that you have to communicate with guys. Because there are certain guys in the locker room, seriously, if I, I, I know players – that I played with teammates, really good friends. I'm not even going to, you know, I always, I'm not, not going to put a name on it because they're still alive. But some, some of the guys, if I said that, you know, guys will from time to time take things out of your lockers and do things. Cause um, I was a Nike guy and, and my, I played in the Jordans. Uh, those were my turf shoes. So I, I was a Nike guy. So I would have, uh, you know, like the, the patent leather ones, which I don't know which was that. A, are those the 11 or whatever? I, 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 the, yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. So those, those, that's what I used for my turf shoes. So they, they would, you know, they, I had a special, they, they would mold them to my feet and everything. And, and I used that shoe way back in the 90s. So guys would want those shoes. So I, I would have, you know, 12 pair in my, in, stacked up in my locker. And guys would come and get them. And there are certain guys that I could just say, hey, man, stay out of my locker. Don't get anything. Um, if you want it, ask me. And they would say, okay. Other guys, you, I could say the exact same thing. You get the same certain, the same situation. And I could say, hey, man, stay out of my locker. <laughs> it was going to happen again. Hey, man, stay out of my locker. It was going to happen again. If I said, hey, get the f*** out of my <laughs> <laughs> you know what they they would they, now they would say hey Eric all you had to do was tell me man I didn't know it was Bobby and I've told him fifteen times but that was just that's just a certain way certain guys you have to communicate with differently so, so they so, get the point so they get the point so when, yeah and it's not even it's not even about being upset or whatever it was there are certain guys that the conversation has to be profanity laced. At practice during the game in the huddle, it had to be that way, or it didn't. It just didn't. It, it didn't get it come across. They didn't get the message. So you have the profanity. So that's the only time I truly use a lot of it. I, no one in my house swears. I didn't grow up in a house where anyone, um, you know, would swear. My my father would always say that 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 right there is just it shows a lack of intelligence because there's another word that you could possibly use to describe your emotional state at that time. Yeah. You'll find that word. Um, not, not, and it's not even like they, they gave those words weight. It's, they're just words. Yeah. But he was like, you know what? Go beyond that. Use something else. That's kind of how I've, I always was with my kids. You know, it's just not, and my wife didn't come from a background. Of that. So I just don't do it a lot unless it's necessary. 
You only get that here on the Believe in 49ers <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is it. You found the place. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So you said something very interesting right before we, we went we went to uh went to went to break there. Yeah. So so this pick and I wanna make sure I'm saying this correctly, this pick you feel is is gonna be more of a Lynch pick, right? A John Lynch pick in terms of Oh, well, no, this is this is what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that it's a lynch pick. What I'm saying is that if there's a disagreement, because you've had these reports out there that, um, you know, one guy is in love with one player, one guy's in love with another player, and that, that's what I keep saying. Top five pick, you shouldn't like him. You should be in love. You should with be in him. love it, with him. Yeah. It, you, you should. You should absolutely be in love. Because and this is what you said on the pod before the pod. Like, like this guy has to be Bosa, essentially, right? I mean, the the, the quarterback. Yes. Yeah. Like that. That's the type of production you're looking for with a with a top three pick. None of us are questioning whether or not Bosa is a player. None. And that's how it, never. That's how it Even though be. I wanted that's to trade him, I never questioned whether he was a player or not. Never. Yes, yeah, you did try to get rid of him, and I told you you're out of your mind. But but you never. But you're right. At no point did you ever question is he a player. That's that's how it should be. Top five. We top five. It should be Hall of Fame level talent. Where the evaluators, like we were talking about Trevor Lawrence, like you looked at this kid, you don't know. Of course, you have no idea how it's going to transfer through levels, but you look at past you, you, future, future. How, how do I, how do I want to phrase this? I, I can, I can look at uh, future production based on your past performance. Yeah. And that, and that's how I have to look at this. So these guys that have consistently lived up to the expectations you have to assume they are going to continue to do so. So you have to look at this pick and go in. It's like, this is the guy at this position, regardless of the position, which is a, which is why a lot of times I'm like, if I'm drafting here, you know what I'm like, I'm getting a big body dude. I'm getting this big, large human being who has been tossing guys around his entire life. I, I have a feeling he gets to the next level. He can continue to toss guys around. When you start getting into the skill position, it gets tricky. So you you now they trot these guys all the way back to middle school. Which is absurd, guy, right? And and but but it also guys who's all who all I, I mean it, it's it's one of those things I look at it even and I and yesterday I put out a tre- tweet. I was like, why all of a sudden everyone's just like Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. I was like Sam Darnold trade made Wilson the second best quarterback coming out. Wilson Wilson has never been the second best. If you look at this group of guys right now, through that through their entire um, co- football career since they have started playing football, middle school, Wilson has never been the second best guy in this group. No, he's no, never, no, he's never he been. Has, no, he hasn't. He so hasn't. so why all of, so why all of a sudden he's the second best guy? And everyone's like, well, all the talent evaluators have been saying he's the second. I'm like, why? How? And the Sam Darnold trade didn't didn't change that. He's, he's never, ever, nothing he's ever done, nothing he's ever played, no one has ever considered him to be better than any of these. They've never considered him to be better than uh, Lawrence. They've never considered him better than um, Fields. They've never considered him better than, than Jones. No one has. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I think he I, – I think he's 
he's kind of benefited from the prisoner of the moment type um, situation that, that, that we're in right now. Go ahead. And think, yes, this is true. This is true because right now, like I said, everyone's trying to freak out about what else and, and potential, and he can do this, he can do that. And like I said, um, I'm just looking at what he's always done. And this is the other thing, too. Say what you want to say about Mac Jones. I, I know how everyone is down on this guy and all these things. I've said it before. He was The expectations of what he was supposed to do he did, and the level of competition he played against, he did. The same with Fields. Fields, Fields actually has had to go head to head with Trevor Lawrence, and on the exact same field with Trevor Lawrence, he was better. Yeah. So, so I'll say I'll say this about I'll say this about Mac Jones. Well, let me, let me get back to Wilson for a sec. I I think he 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 sort of benefited from the whole prisoner of the moment type thing, but also. I think he benefited from pandemic football in the sense that we were so excited to get college football back. And he comes and BYU is this hot story and they're undefeated for, you know, the majority of the season, pretty much up until, um, you know, the, the late late in the season. So they, they became like this great story. And then here's this guy who's just throwing he's he's throwing these. These these he's just dropping dimes all over the place, right? And then and then you go to his pro day, and and, and Lewis Riddick pointed this out on, on his Twitter, which I thought was fascinating. There was a, a throw that he made, like Wilson, like there's no doubt, like he makes ridiculous throws, right? And there's this one throw that he made where he's rolling to his left, and he kind of side arms it across his body, he's like seventy yards downfield or whatever, and you know everybody freaks out and like, oh my gosh, what a throw, yada yada yada. And Riddick points to. He shows some Darnold film of Darnold actually doing it in a game. I believe he yeah. it, was in, it was in the Niners game, actually. Yeah, well, um, that, was, that was a hell yeah, of a throw. It was, it was yeah. a ridiculous throw. He's doing this, like, in pads, like, in a real in a real life game. Um, And you just kind of kind of contrasting the two in, in the sense of, like, you're like, Sam Darnold's awful, right? But this is the best throw you've ever seen. You've never seen a throw like that. And here's Sam Darnold doing it in week, you know, two or three or whatever it was earlier this season. Um, As it relates to Jones, I, I will say this about Mac Jones. Um, the guy behind him, Bryce Young, is uh-huh. a guy from from California and mm-hmm. went to Modern Day High School. If you, if you know anything about yeah. high school football, you know Modern Day is one of those perennial yeah. powers, yeah. right? I, I know, I know the kid you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, he Bryce was supposed to go in there and be uh to a successor. He was supposed to start day one. Jones wouldn't mm-hmm. relinquish that spot, so. He beat out Bryce, who was considered, you know, the number one quarterback in the country. He beat him out, and then he goes on and, and leads Alabama to a national championship. And so I will say that about him just in terms of the grit, the fight, the toughness, the execution, um, this, that, and the other. Uh, you know, Sark raved about him when he was there, just, you know, his ability to, to, to be able to grasp and handle the offense uh-huh. and, and, and make throws. Um, you hear, you know, oppo- things that opposing coaches have said about him in terms of, you know, you can't throw the same thing at him twice otherwise you know he'll burn you and so um there's a component of him just being able to um to excel you know in that position he's always yeah he's always been good in, in, in the, like i said in the seven on seven circuit when they were doing all these things when you have that elite eight those the, all of those all of those tournaments and all these things that they track now where it's just quarterbacks throwing balls to receivers and and you're trying to stump them up he 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 excelled in all of those things so that's so that's why I do I think I I was asked 
how I would rank them, I would put him number three. Wait, 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 wait. Don't, don't, don't go there yet. I may, I may want you to do that. Later okay. On. If, okay. if, if, before we get into the to the rankings, here, here's something that that I I, I want to I want to ask you. So we we know we know all this stuff about Mac Jones, right? Like he he's excelled. Yeah. He's he's he, you know he's exceeded expectations. This that and the other. Um. Cause he wasn't a he wasn't a highly touted guy, right? Like I think he he was supposed to go to Kentucky, and then mm-hmm. something ended up happening where a spot opened at Bama, and and I think they may have needed a quarterback, and and Tua was already coming in. He was like, hey, I'll go, I'll, I'll go to you know, I'll go to Bama. Um, uh-huh. so he wasn't he wasn't this highly highly sought after guy, right? Like he he wasn't even on Bama's radar, you know, in, uh, initially. Um, mm-hmm. but we we've seen the the body of work although it may be a smaller sample size we've seen we've heard stories about the grit the toughness you know him being able to overcome um you know just his fight this that and the other how do you weigh that against the fact that he's an Alabama quarterback and when i say Alabama quarterback i mean like Saban for as long as he's been there he's got a tremendous track record with you know defensive guys right especially DBs yeah. right that's his trade um, but he's a, yeah, he's a DB guy. But, yeah, exactly. But he hasn't necessarily and, – and the book's still out on tools. So I don't want to throw Tool away or brush him to the side, but the book's still Hello. out on him. Um, there has not been a great Alabama – like, when's the last great Alabama quarterback? Um, I mean, I, oh, Joe you got to go back to Joe Willie, right? So, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so my like, so how do you how do you rank that? Like what we've seen from him versus the Alabama track record. Um, well, it's because he's throwing to he's throwing to Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle and these guys are fast and they're making opposing DBs just look silly. Right. So there's there's that yeah. component, too, which the detractors are going to say, well, look, he's he's throwing to these guys. Right. Yeah, understood. I, I understood. Um, but you can uh, I that's one of the things that I've I've also looked at Alabama. And you just said this Alabama, Nick Saban. They don't put out quarterbacks like that. They go defense. They go big people up front on the, on the line, offensive and defensive line, and they get the best running back that, in the country every year. That's Nick Saban's. That's Nick Saban's philosophy. His DBs. Um, uh, I know Saban and his 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 whole thing is about the DBs, and he understands that there are very very few good quarterbacks in college, as we all know. That's why we're having this discussion now. There are very few good quarterbacks. So he, he's like, I know if you can find a quarterback that can beat press coverage uh, over and over and over again, then, okay, you got me. But, but he's like, I'm going to teach the – I'm going to find the players and I'm going to teach them how to play defense, next-level defense, like NFL-type defense, and see if you can if you can find a quarterback that can deal with it while we pound you. And that's that, that happens. So he doesn't – go out and try and get uh, the Trevor Lawrence because that's not how he wins. Because remember, his thing is not getting a guy ready for the next level. His thing is getting his thing is getting the um, to win to win at Alabama. Remember? That's, yeah. Nick Saban is the coach of Alabama. Now, he's not a coach for an NFL team. It's about winning there. But you called it on this one. He didn't really go after this guy. He fell into this guy. Yeah. Now, when they went after when they went after a quarterback that was supposed to be the best guy, that best guy couldn't beat this guy out. Yeah. So maybe they lucked into they fell into, um, you know, they this, this guy backdoored his way into Alabama, and it turned out that they actually had a legitimate pocket passing quarterback that was capable of processing information and doing things next level. Um, 
So that that's what I'm just looking at. I'm, so just because he was at, I can look, I can evaluate this player, and I try to do that. It's not the school I would go to to find a quarterback. But you know, I say this every year when people are asking me about these players and what about this guy coming out and what about this guy and should you do this in the third round or this guy? In the fifth? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not. I'm not trying to break down film on all of these guys. I'm going to. I'm going to let the. I'm going to let the college player evaluators evaluate them because they're going to be. They're going to be more right than wrong, even. Even where now they, you might have a guy rank one, two, three, or four, but these guys that we're talking about, um, from Trevor Lawrence down to Lance, I do believe that these are the five best quarterbacks potentially based on what they've seen athletically, um, performance in the games, and all this stuff. So we can we can go off of that. So I don't question whether or not this guy is one of the better quarterbacks coming out. Why? Because everybody, everybody in the NFL says, okay, I, they are. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, so I'm not going to hold Alabama against them. I guess that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to hold Alabama against them. Um, they can, they can, um, I, I'm going to look at it. I, this could, this could be one of those things because we can, we can, um, we can keep talking about the fact that Alabama is not supposed to have quarterbacks. But let's look at it. Um, let's look at it right now. Tua, Jalen Hurt, Alabama quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Jalen Hurt is a starter in the NFL who um, lost his job to Tua, who's a starter in the NFL, and now the next quarterback is about to be a starter in the NFL. Yeah. I, maybe. Pardon, maybe pardon Alabama the, has turned things. Yeah. Yeah. Part. Pardon. I mean, pun intended. The tide has kind of changed, right? I mean, he's he's yeah. He's he's um. There, there's been an emphasis on offense, right? He, like, he knows, like, Saban realized, like, he's, he's got to score some points. In order to score points, he's got to have exactly. a quarterback. And so he, he brings in a, a Lane Kiffin. He brings in a Steve Sarkeesian to run his offense. Uh, you know, he's got, he's got, uh, name escapes me right now. Bill O'Brien, uh, is, is the new guy there now. Um, the former Texans head coach. And so he, he wreck uh, Brian Dable was, was a guy there. Dable now, you know, he he led the Bills offense to that great year just this past season. So, um, and, and was a head coaching candidate. So, so he's he sort of recognized, um, you know, and 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 now kind of going after you know those type of core like like Tool was considered you know top flight quarterback when he came out. Bryce Young, who uh-huh. is expected to be their starter next year, he you know he was considered the number one. Uh, you know, dual threat quarterback in in the country, and so um, yeah, so I, I think Saban uh, definitely has has recognized that. Um, time now for hey, we got a new sponsor, Ed, and uh, I like that. I like that. Pay the bills. A brand new sponsor, and and if you're anything like me, you got you have an issue with sunglasses, right? You just you just can't find the right pair, right? It, it just whatever it is, it just doesn't work out for you, right? So I've had. I've my entire life. I've had one pair of sunglasses. Um, Are you kidding that, me? Yeah, that, Dude, that have, I am a sunglass whore. Yeah, like I, I, I I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had one pair that that sort of just kind of you know worked for me. Um, you know, and and ever since you know I I, I sort of got rid of those. Just ha- haven't been able to find. Um, haven't been able to find one. And, and now you know we're in spring. Summer's approaching. Uh, you know, out here in California, they're saying things are about to open up. Like 
all the way, you know, so it's going to be time to get back out there and, and time to make your outdoor experiences better with Canon. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger, and Italian hardcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. See, I'm a, I'm a scratcher, right? You know what I mean? So th- this, is, this is perfect for me. <laughs> I, figured, um, I figured that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, didn't want, I didn't want to let the cat out the bag, but I mean, that's what happened to my old sunglasses, right? I, I got a scratch on them, and they, they were done, right? So go ahead and use this exclusive code, CanonCast15. That's Canon, K-A-E-N-O-N, CAST, C-A-S-T, the number 15 at Canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's Canon Cast 15. Canon, clearly better. Um, Time now for Real Thing or Not, presented by, of course, the fine folks over there at Canon. I got a three-pack for you, ED. Real okay. Thing or Not, in case you're new to the show, uh, it's when I give uh, ED, I make a statement to ED, and he tells me whether it's a real thing or or not, and of course, I will come up with my rebuttal. So, real thing or not, presented by Kanan. Um, we talked about him earlier. Sam Darnold just traded to the Carolina Panthers. They also got a guy there named Teddy Bridgewater, who the the Niners were linked to at a certain point earlier in this offseason. Teddy Bridgewater is still an option for the Niners now with this new recent development uh, in Sam Darnold. Real thing or not? Not. Um, I don't see Carolina getting rid of him. Why would you do that? Um, for the same reasons that we were saying Sam Darnold would be a good fit for the 49ers, uh, you have a guy that comes in that we all believe has um, high-end uh, starter talent and could possibly be that guy. If he's not that guy, you know that he could still be high-end talent at the backup position, and he's on his rookie contract. So why get rid of a guy that you know can play? I personally believe that Teddy Bridgewater, his his injury early on in his career has forced him to be a a high-caliber backup in his league. That's what he's going to be. So you have the money only in one quarterback. If I'm Carolina, you don't let him go this year. So I think it's a not. I'm going to go ahead and say real thing. I think he's still an option. I know the narrative out there is that Jimmy is going to be back and this is still Jimmy's team and this is going to be Jimmy's year, but I'm not really sold on the fact of Jimmy being the mentor type. Um, You know, he may just all of a sudden be like, look, you know, I want out. Um, So I I think Teddy could actually come in and and, and fill that void there. Um, Doesn't mean you have to start Mac Jones or whoever it is, the quarterback that you pick at three, but, you know, maybe Teddy is your guy for this. Maybe Teddy is the bridge guy as opposed to being – uh, Jimmy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go real thing no. there. I'm gonna go real thing. Okay, there. okay. Um, Teddy's not better than Jimmy. That would that would not be good for the Niners. Yeah, okay. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying that he's better than Jimmy, but I think he could be the bridge. Okay, we, we, we can circle back. We can circle back. We can circle back. Uh, all right. Real thing or not, presented by Canaan Sunglasses, brand new sponsors of the show. Uh, the Niners panicked, moving up to number three in this year's NFL draft. Real thing or not, Ed? Uh, not. Not if you if you're if you have identified a player that you love and it seems to be quarterbacks that they're looking at. If you have truly identified a quarterback that you love, you know my philosophy. You get him. You go get him. If you love the guy, not if you like him. If you love the guy, if you are ready to serenade this person and buy them, you know, flowers and you're going to take them out to beautiful dinners and nice vacations, you love them. I mean, you are in love 
you get your guy. So no, no panic. No, that's that's a that's a not. That's a not. Uh, cool. I'm gonna go real thing. <laughs> I, if you look at the landscape of this and how everything played out, right? Um, first of all. I don't know that they're really in love, love. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure that they're in love, love one of these guys. I think the fact of the matter is, and I think Kyle said it in a sense, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can't let your season be sabotaged by an injury. And I think a lot of that pointed to Jimmy, right? Because I think we all agree that if there was just consistent quarterback play, regardless of all, and there was a litany, a, a historical amount of injuries on this team. But if they just had consistent play at that one position, they would have been a playoff team um, this past season. And so I think it's it's that, and you add to that the fact that maybe they weren't in love with Sam Darnold. Um, the whole Teddy Bridgewater thing didn't work out. There was rumors that they were probably in on Stafford. That didn't work out either. Uh, Watson now has become – Deshaun Watson has now become a non-option. Um, and so it's like, okay, where do you go? What do you do? We cannot allow our season um, to be hamstrung once again by quarterback position because – you know, Jimmy's been here, but the majority of the time he's been here, he's been hurt. And so we got to make a move. We got to do something. And so they moved up to number three. Um, that's my thought. I'm sticking to it. Oh, uh, real thing or not, <laughs> presented by Kanan. Um, so uh, last one here for you, ED. All right. So okay. by most accounts, the experts say Lawrence is going to go number one. Wilson mm-hmm. is going to go number two to the Jets. After them trading Darnold, that just kind of opened up the – the way for okay. them to solidify him at number two. So, of okay. the five quarterbacks, you got three remaining. Niners, of course, are at number three. Uh, this order, uh, feel I'm going to rank them, and you tell me if this is a real thing or not. Uh, Fields, Lance, and Jones in that order, real thing or not? Not. Not. If we're talking about ranking those quarterbacks, um, so Jones, I would put Jones number two. If those, if those are the last three guys, um, Jones, it's Fields and Jones. Um, if we're ranking all of the quarterbacks, it's it's Fields, then and it's Fields then Jones. Um, that's that's how it's going to be. It's, it's 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 Lawrence, then there's Fields, then there's Jones, then um, I'm going to put Wilson. And and Lance is going to be at the bottom of my list. Interesting. Uh, uh, yes, he's going to be. I mean, I, I athletically and what he's done, it's still. I'm I'm still going to look at it. Bottom line, oh, I'm going to look at uh, what they've done, how long they've played, who they've played against, um, the expectations of how they've had how, how, that they've had to play with, the the competition that they've had to uh, play. Um, they had to beat out at their prospective schools, all of these type things. All, all of this, all of that matters when I'm, I'm looking at where I'm going to go with the next guy. So I, that's the, your ranking. I'm going to say is a not um, because uh, for some, for some reason, because Jones um, doesn't look good in his underwear and, and and you know and the, the underwear Olympics he doesn't he doesn't pass the test and he's not as physically gifted as some of these other guys he doesn't get credit for being a good quarterback so not um I actually agree with you here 
Uh, I'm gonna go not what? as yeah. I'm gonna go not as well. I and for me, this is personal. I just don't have a lot of information on Lance. And and the thing that scares me is that he he just hasn't played right. Like like he played mm-hmm. he he played like you know he t- he played just that one game you know this past season and then uh, he played all of last year and and, and that's kind of. Uh, my issue with Jones as well, and in fact that there's just not a lot of body of work. Um, and we talked about this a little bit last week. Like you know, guys that have success in, in, in the league, they they started a, a, a large number of games uh-huh. um, in, in college. Um, but I well, would. But you don't. Have, can I ask you this though? Um, oh, you know, let me let you finish, and then we can circle back I'll, if you want. To. I, I would. I would put Jones ahead of Lance. Um, but I. Uh, I, I, of that group, I would say Fields, Jones, then Lance. And, and but I, I definitely agree yeah. with you. I think Fields is right after Lawrence. Um, if we're going to rank okay. all, if we're going to rank all five of them, um, got it. I, I, we talked about. I, I talked about Wilson. You know, earlier in the season, like I, I like him a lot. Um, but the 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 trajectory um that he's kind of gone on so quickly, um, has been uh. A, I've found it pretty interesting, so to speak. Um, but that's that. Uh, this has been okay. Real Thing or Not, presented by Kanan Sunglasses. Welcome, Kanan, to the show. Appreciate y'all. Um, and so this has been Real Thing or Not, presented by Kanan. This is, of course, the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, you want to circle back, right? Circle back. We were talking about Teddy. Um, I, um, it's, yeah, not I, it's not that I was saying Teddy is better than Jimmy. Um, but I, I think that Teddy could be a solid bridge to Mac Jones or Justin Fields or whoever, whoever okay, the guy okay, is. Okay, now, I, I completely agree with that. I am a big, big-time Teddy Bridgewater fan. Uh, when he went to the Saints, I was I was on radio down there and talking to some guys. I did several shows when they first got him when he went there, and I said, you guys are going to be happy with this guy because Teddy has a starter's mentality. So that's the thing about him. I, he, I, I do believe that that injury took him out, and he's never going to be the guy that you build a team around because he missed that window. Yeah. Uh, because all, all of these young quarterbacks coming out, if you don't have immediate success, that's okay because you'll give them time and say they got to get their feet wet. They, they have to. You, you know what I mean? You got to get. Get them a tight end. You got to get them a tackle. You got there will always be something that you can put around this young quarterback and say, let's give him another year or two to develop. Teddy missed that window with his injury. So he has to come in and immediately win and do things, or you're going to say, well, he's just not that guy. And, and it has nothing to do with his talent, his mentality, his mindset, the way he handles a huddle and his teammates and everything else. He's a starter. He, he, he by so that's why he's a great guy. But what I'm saying with the Niners right now, when you say can he be a good bridge guy? Yes, he can be a great bridge guy. And I, but he, you don't get better at the quarterback position. So if you're drafting a quarterback and you're still do, so, do we just throw this year away? This team, this team is in position to compete for a championship. And that's the whole. That's the fascinating thing to me about all of this is that this team is ready to compete right now like this right this now. team is ready to win right now but yet yeah. they move up to number three and well, but, but 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 no see but i find but, that fascinating no but, but see but moving to number three doesn't mean that you're still not ready to compete with what you have that just means that you have identified a player that you love 
So that that's that's the misnomer here. Everyone, the assumption is that you have to wholesale destroy your starting lineup right now. There is nothing that says you're just not trying to make the room better. If if you draft, that's what I keep saying. The and the Niners have even said it. We saw that when Jimmy went down, the team fell apart. Also, understand this: two guys that are tied to that quarterback room. John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan, they have only won. People, remember, these guys, they've only won with Jimmy. Why would they want to run Jimmy out of the building? Jimmy is the only one that has actually put them in position to say that they know what they're doing. He's the only one. Why would you possibly want to run that out of the building? But now you know you got to get the room better. And as I said, with Sam Darnold, we saw the price tag. Well, we don't know if Sam Darnold is our guy that can do that. We're looking at the rest of the free agent market, and we don't think the Andy Daltons and all of these things, we can go out and get a young guy, pay Jimmy, keep this guy on a rookie contract, and get better. That could be the thought process right there. So going, so I don't see bringing in Teddy because you're bringing in Teddy to be your starter and be the Briz guy. Teddy is not going to put you – Teddy doesn't increase your chances of winning a championship. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that component. I, my, my whole thing is that if if Jimmy if Jimmy doesn't want to be here, if if Jimmy is Jimmy's all of a sudden like, I'm out, I'm not for it, I'm not for the whole, you know, mentoring thing, um, send me back to New England or whatever the heck, you know what I mean? Like then, then but, I, but, then I I think that's <laughs> I, I think that's a real possibility, and um. I, th- I think it could happen. Why would Jim? But this is, uh, you know what? That could happen. It, it's also a possibility that Jimmy um, is, Jimmy understands that I have an opportunity to be a quarterback of a championship team. I have an opportunity with this roster to take this team to the Super Bowl and win it. Jimmy he can Garoppolo, say that about New England too. No, hold, hold on. Well, no, no, New England, New England. That you can you can say that we could possibly build into that, but guess what? You know what's going to happen? New England will still be there <laughs> the following season. And guess what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo if Jimmy Garoppolo comes back onto the field and goes to his second Super Bowl and wins it? How much is Jimmy Garoppolo worth then? So every the assumption is that Jimmy's going to be like I you know what, I don't want to be here, send me somewhere else, Jimmy may say, this is a great spot for me. You guys have shown me that you want to go out and you're going to, you you found your next guy. So what's the best thing for Jimmy? And the best thing for Jimmy is to remain on a team where he knows the offense, where he knows the players, where he's got a defense, where he has everything that he needs to be successful. And then go from there. Think about that. Yeah, no, fair, fair, fair point. Um, what were you, what were you saying about Wilson? You want to talk back to Wilson as well? Um, it's, it's my thought that, well, I I agree with you in the sense that it's Lawrence and then Fields. Um, and then when you look at Jones, Lance and Wilson, um, I mean, where, where do you put, where where do you put, where do you put Wilson in there? I I think, I think Wilson's interesting is, is, is kind of an interesting I think just his his meteoric rise 
Well, you will see that. That's the thing that I was going to say about Wilson. Um, because with Jones, the knock on Jones is that, oh, I haven't seen him play enough. And he was at Alabama and he did all this stuff and everything. Wilson, you have seen play play a, a lot, right? Wilson, what, three year starter? He, yeah, no, but no one's talked about him, right? He's a three year, he's a three year starter. He had one good season. He won, what, five games his other years? He was, he was a 500 quarterback um, in every, every way and then he had one good year during COVID football that changed everything and the guys that he's playing against what he's playing against all of these type things he had his one good season and and now this is a guy I'm gonna I'll look at this from I I went to a small school we can go back to um Carson Wentz went to a small school okay but he flat out dominated at a small school I went I went to a small school um, and I played corner. I was at a Division two school in my other corner. And I, I told you this story. I, I mean, I was at a Division two school, but but both of the corners, we both got drafted into the NFL. Um, you know, myself and Darren Malone, both of us got drafted because we dominated the guys that we played against, the competition. So you can always look at that and say how, how it is and what's going on in the level that you're playing at, but how do you play against that competition? Like, uh, you know, I didn't give up a touchdown. I, I started. I started from my third game as a freshman. The rest of my career, I, I played the first. I played in the first two, but the third game he put me in the starting lineup. I started the rest of my career in college, um, and I didn't give up a touchdown. I gave up three deep balls, and all of that time, I played man-to-man coverage every snap of every game the entire time I was in college, and and that's. So, so that's what I'm talking about. So I'm now. Let's go back to Wilson, and you look at Wilson, and you see what he's done and the level that he played at. I'm not saying that he's not capable of making great throws. I'm not saying that he's not capable of um, of being a good quarterback. I'm just, I'm just evaluating him with these guys, and I just think some of these other guys have shown more and done more against more. That's all. Yeah, I mean, he played as a freshman, had a decent year, took maybe a little bit of a step back um, as a sophomore, and then just kind of exploded, you know, as a junior. Um, and so I, I, I mean, just to play devil's advocate here, I mean, and in, in, in this is probably the talk of, you know, a lot of the GMs and evaluators and this, that, and the other is like, you know, maybe his third year something just clicked, right? Okay, um, it could be. And, I, I, I agree, and that's that's a real thing. That it, it, it could have just clicked and it could keep going. And I would with you early on, I think Wilson can be a good quarterback. I think oh, I'm, I don't have a problem. Man, I'm, I'm saying if the Niners drafted Wilson, I'm good. If they draft Jones, I'm good. If they draft Fields, I'm good. Everybody's freaking out and they're freaking out over what people are saying um, and what these so these talking heads are saying and doing as opposed to looking at what the the team needs are, how the teams play, and and what you can do to utilize those players. Because at the end of the day, all the athleticism and and, and the running around and all of these things, and we talk about the, the, the new level quarterbacks and what they can do, that's great. The way the quarterback position is changing, that's great. And we can go to a guy like um, – um, oh God! Well, I kind of think of the, the kid from North Dakota State. What's his name now? Lance. Lance. So we can look at Lance. 
Lance can run all over the field, and all his highlights, you see him running the ball and all these things and doing great things. But at the end of the day, out of all of the running quarterbacks in this NFL, out of all of the great things they do, to be successful at the quarterback position, you got to throw that thing from the pocket. You can move the pocket around. You can change the launch points. You can do all the things you want to, but you have to be able to pass the ball. You've got to be able to play in the pocket. You have to be able to turn your back to a defense, come back around and figure out what's going on when all of the X's and O's start moving. So like I told you, X's and O's don't move on paper. When they start moving in the game, you have to be able to figure that out before baby Bosa hits you in your ear hole, ear hole. <laughs> so that's what, that's what has to happen. And you have to be able to throw the ball. So that's why I say Matt Jones gets downgraded because he can throw the ball from the pocket. That's actually a good thing in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it's, you, a, it's you, a great thing. It's a great thing. You have to be able to do that because, you, because you're not going to be able to run the option over and over and over and over. And I know we look at Lamar Jackson and what he's done, and that is great, and that's a part of his game. But Lamar Jackson can still throw the ball from the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that's that's people don't want to give him credit for that, but he but you and and not only can he do it, he continues to work to get better at it. You have to be able to do those things. So I'm there's more than one guy, and and, and you look at these quarterbacks, and and out of these guys, there there will be another guy in the bunch that's going to come out and be able to perform and play at a high level. Um, but these are. These are the most gifted. I say that because the guys that evaluate the players say these are the five most gifted. So it's just which one do you love? Which one do you love? Which one does Kyle and John Lynch love? Or we'll figure it out soon enough. We'll we'll continue yep. breaking this thing down here on the Believe in 49ers podcast up until uh draft day. Um, make sure you continue to, to be involved in the show. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Haylock. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. That's going to do it for this one. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.